The following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Your discretion is advised. Without freedom of the press, no democratic form of government could exist. Good night and good luck. Good evening from our CBS newsroom in New York. NBC presents Chet Huntley and David Brinkley. From ABC, this is World News Tonight with Peter Jennings in London, Max Robinson in Chicago. When the press is free, the people of a country are free. When the press is not free, the people of a country are in danger of slavery. Keeping you informed with information, news, and the views of people making the news. It's the Nicole Sandler Show on NicoleSandler.com and the Progressive Voices Network. Hi, what's up? They're destroying our country and we're going to... I just wish we could do it quicker. I'd much rather see Biden as president. And I agree with him. I can't see too many people out there. I can only see the black ones. I can't see what? any white ones. Sidney Poitier, I thought he was very handsome, right? I'm being indicted for you, the black population. Huh? Lawyers are my best friend. You see black people walking around with my mugshot. You know that mugshot is number one. Elvis Presley is... Elvis Presley's number two. I'm a very proud Christian, actually. (laughs) We're going to protect pro-God context and content. Zion, Zionening, Dodong, Dadang. The voices of famed evangelical people and evangelists. (laughs) He rambled. He's cognitively impaired. Three years later, lady, lady, how about that? I talked to Putin. (laughs) A lot. And I'm not sure he looked great in a bathing suit. I think women like me. In Beverly Hills, you pay a fortune in taxes. They say you can only brush your teeth once a day. Who I says? don't think it could ever be what? wokenized to end the so-called <laughs> Department of Education. So-called. We might have one desk, one person, oh just to make sure God. everyone's speaking English. Oh. They have languages that nobody in this country has ever heard of. <laughs> nobody can ramble like this. God is here and God is watching. Oh my God. And God probably can't believe what he's seeing. They rigged the presidential election and we're not going to allow them to rig the presidential election of 2024. Never get tired of that guy. Uh, The president mentioned in his speech the 2020 elections. Newsmax as a network believes the results were legal and final. Yeah, they do. Credit's coming up next. Stick around. (laughs) All right. You know, I usually try to kick things off with a funny little song or something. And I usually stay away from the Lincoln Project. But all they did there was edit the former guy's own words. Not edit them, just compile them. Uh, wrong word. They, they edited, you know, to pull out the clips. You know what I mean. Wow. And the reason I wanted to start with that is because last night, President Biden went on Seth Meyers' show. Uh, I just saw a clip of it this morning. I didn't didn't see it last night when it happened. But, you know, the magic of videotape. So, but here's the thing. I I can't play the video for you because CBS is particularly harsh and they, you know, copyright violate. But But I did pull audio. And I thought you just heard a whole bunch. of, And that was just Trump from this past weekend. That wasn't going back through the files to find him saying really stupid things. It's just right there. Uh, So the the editors over at the Lincoln Project just went through his speeches at uh, CPAC, uh, which was fun, 
and um, the, what was it called? The Black Conservative Federation Gala, where he talked about the lights are so bright in his eyes that he looks out into the crowd and he can't see anything but black people. He only sees black people. I was waiting for him to say, yeah, they smile and their teeth are white. I mean, what the? Bullshit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Now, I'd play a little song for him, but we may need that later. So, um, But to, to compare and contrast, because all we hear in the corporate media is that, I hope you're sitting down, Joe Biden is old. Who knew? Right? So anyway, Joe Biden is on Seth Meyers' show last night, and he was very funny. And he was quick, and he was... So here's a little bit of it. Audio only, uh, to, to save my... YouTube presence, if this will work. Okay, here. There's a Dark Brandon conspiracy meme. Dark Brandon. And uh, this is something that you seem uh, to have a lot of fun with. You've (laughs) co-opted. You've co-opted Dark Brandon. This is a a yard sign. And uh, do you enjoy playing around with the Dark Brandon meme? And he's now pulls out his sunglasses and puts on the, the dark aviator sunglasses and makes the Dark Brandon face. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, I want, my favorite one recently is there are 18% of Americans, according to recent polling, have um, believed that you and Taylor Swift are actually uh, working in cahoots. Uh-huh. <laughs> and after the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl, uh, you, uh, you posted this on social media and wrote, <laughs> you wrote, just like we drew it up. <laughs> now, can you, I have you on the hotspot here, can you confirm or deny that there is an active conspiracy between you and Miss Swift? Where are you getting this information? <laughs> he had fun. I'm not gonna, but I will tell you, she did endorse me in 2020. She, she did. did. Yeah. I bet you, you might be wondering. You might be wondering. You think it might come around again? I told you it's classified. <laughs> See, uh, gonna, he was quick. He was good. Okay. What else? And Parks and Rec. So Amy Poehler was, was there. About how government could actually yeah. help people. And it was a really optimistic show. Real quick, though. Well, do you believe any conspiracy theories? Oh, yeah. oh this was stupid. All right, we don't need to hear that. Amy, uh, I love Amy Poehler, but it was it was it was dumb. And and Joe got up and pretended to leave, and then came back. But you know what? He was sharp. He was able to joke, poke a little fun at himself, make fun of Donald Trump. Where's the comparison between this idiot? I'm not sure that Cary Grant. Do you know Cary Grant? He was this very handsome guy. I'm going to put it more in this. Sidney Poitier, I thought he was very handsome. Oh, my right? God. When he was 81, I'm not sure he looked great in a bathing suit. I don't know if anybody looks too great in a bathing suit at 81. What do you think? Maybe these guys look good in a bathing suit. What? But, less. Would you rather have the black president or the white president who got $1.7 billion off the price? What? I think they want the white guy right now. Oh, my God. I was looking to see if I have the Trump. I'm the least racist person alive, but I, I don't have it at my fingertips. Or, or maybe you like this clip better. Unlike racist Joe Biden, I've spent my entire life working hand in hand with black Americans to create jobs, build buildings, invest in our communities and expand opportunity and freedom for citizens of every race, religion, color and creed. And we have I built a lot of buildings. And I want to tell you, a black worker is a great worker. You've done an incredible job. They've done an incredible job. A black worker is a great worker. You've done an incredible job. 
I'm the least racist person alive. Oh, one more. Let's just do one more. And then I got indicted a second time and a third time and a fourth time. And a lot of people said that that's why the black people like me, because they have been hurt so badly and discriminated against. And they actually viewed me as I'm being discriminated against. It's it's been pretty amazing, but it. Oh, my God. And it went on and on and on. All right. So when I hear his voice like that, you know, I think back all those years ago, we used to we used to laugh at him because we didn't think there was any way he was ever going to get into office. And then the country lost its collective mind. And so every now and then you hear that voice and you just have to break into song. I just need you to shut the fuck up because nobody asked you, bitch. I need you to shut the fuck up, bitch. Shut the fuck up, bitch. Just shut the fuck up, bitch. Shut the fuck up, bitch. Bam, bam. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Bam, bam. Everybody say. Shut the fuck up. Bam, bam. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Bam, bam. All right, so so uh, we have a guest coming up in just a few minutes. Um, there was so much stuff that I could talk about, but he'll be along in like 10 minutes, and it's a serious topic. So I'm trying to walk that fine line between, you know, newsy and silly, because silly is not going to segue too great into Nazis. But th- some of these stories that I pulled for today— um, Actually, there's only one. <laughs> I started, I, you know me, I, it's my, I have ADD. And so I start one thing and then I get distracted and I move on to another. <laughs> I, I always have like five things going at once. On the weekend, you know, David's like, what room are you in? Are you done in your office? Are you done in the bedroom? Because all the lights are on. And it's like, yeah, but I'm going back. And I start something and I walk in another room and it's like, squirrel. And I start on something else and I forget the first. So anyway, I started pulling stories and thinking I should do like tidbits at the top of the show. You know, I used to do what's news and it became just too much work for too little return. So, but I still go through and find these stories every day. But anyway, we'll see. We'll see what it develops into. But here's what I found today about my new state. I'm in Arizona. I'm just going to read this to you verbatim because I, I don't, I'm not quite sure what I should say about it. Um, let me start this way. Arizona Republican lawmakers are advancing a bill that would allow people to legally shoot and kill undocumented migrants or anyone really who crosses their land. What? Uh, Arizona currently allows the use of deadly force against home intruders, but this bill would expand the right to kill anyone crossing through their property, including unarmed migrants. What could possibly go wrong? Um, After leading efforts to challenge the results of the 2020 election and pushing extreme abortion bans, Arizona Republicans have become a hotbed for extremism undermining the most fundamental of freedoms, now including the right to live. You see, Arizona is a work in in process. So um, Florida, you know, used to be reasonable. And it it was actually blue, you know, for a long time that I lived there. We had, they, I'm not there anymore, they had Democratic governors. Reuben Askew was a great governor. Uh, 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 Bob Graham was a great governor and then went on to become senator. Um, (laughs) That's about all I can remember, because, you know, 
um, recent history. Uh, then then they, they elected Rick Scott. Voldemort, he is the living embodiment of Voldemort. And um, he is now running for his second or is it third term as U.S. Senator? I think his second term as Senator, six years, right? Um, and then they elected Ron Moron death sentence uh, to be governor. And, uh, you know, I, I just, uh, it's a disaster. So that state is going redder and redder, but Arizona is going bluer. At least I believe that. And I, and I hope to help it along. Um, they have two, well, we here in Arizona have two senators with D's next to their name. There's uh, Mark Kelly, who's kind of a conservative, but that's all right. I'll take him. And, um, well, Kirsten Cinema, Miss Cinema, as I call her. And uh, she has not said whether or not she's going to run for re-election or not. If she does, it's a little late, isn't it? it? But if she does, it won't be as a Democrat. It'll be as an independent because um, she's not a Democrat anymore. But Ruben Gallego, who I told you I met the other night. So, you know, at least Arizona's moving in the right direction. But I guess we need to work on the Assembly and the State Senate because they do shit like this. Really? A bill that would allow people to legally shoot and kill undocumented migrants or anybody who crosses their land. Yeah. So anyway, the other tidbit is there's a primary today, presidential primary in Michigan. And Rashida Tlaib is leading the charge, telling people to vote uncommitted, telling Democrats to vote uncommitted instead of for President Biden. To to. um to protest uh, what Israel is doing in Gaza. You know, again, let me just say this. Uh, hey, Rashida. I just need you to shut the fuck up because nobody asked you, bitch. I need you to shut the fuck up, bitch. Shut the fuck up, bitch. Just shut the fuck up, bitch. Shut the fuck up, bitch. Bow, bow. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Bow, bow. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Bow, bow. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Bow, bow. You know, I'm not saying people don't have a right to vote for who they want to, but that's her protest vote, vote uncommitted in the primary. And she wants to get 10,000 Democrats to vote uncommitted in the primary against Joe Biden um, because Donald Trump lost Michigan by 10,000 votes. So what she's showing him that they could turn the election. That's you're playing with fire here. Um. Stand up for your beliefs, absolutely, but don't fuck around with the vote. Okay, said what I had to say. <laughs> um, all right, I saw our guest was here, and now he's not. I don't know what happened, but let me tell you a little bit. Let me start setting up um, who we're going to talk to. So there's there are no, a number of news aggregator sites, you know, that they pull clips. It's where I saw the Seth Meyers thing, you know, that they're out there. They they bring together the clips and you see it. And Raw Story is generally one of those. And I was ch- checking out Raw Story the other day, what I could read anyway, because a lot of it is behind a paywall. No paywall here, by the way. Voluntarily, you can donate and support my work. But anyway, so um, I'm over there and I see this headline. Um... Actually, the first one I saw was stalked by Nazis, how extremists tried to stop me from reporting on their violence. You know what? I just want to I'm going to shoot a quick email to my guest and say, um, I saw you, but then you disappeared. 
Uh, this is when I when I do need a producer. Sorry about that. I got to I got to be a producer while I'm talking. It's the it's the chewing gum and walking thing at the same time. Um, I saw you were here, then disappeared. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so hopefully he'll be back. So anyway, this guy's name is Jordan Green. He's an investigative reporter. And the headline on this story that I saw, again, reads, Stalked by Nazis, How Extremists Tried to Stop Me from Reporting on Their Violence. And I read that in the wake of seeing the story last week about Nazis marching through Nashville. Um, so that happened. Now, as we were leaving Florida to move here to Arizona, you know, we drove long drive, the long drive, just getting out of Florida. But, uh, it reminded me as we're going through Gainesville, I mean, Gainesville through Orlando, you know, Disney world is in Kissimmee, just outside of Orlando and the Nazis have basically taken up residence outside of Disney world. In fact, here, I'll put the, uh, the, uh, the show card up. You know, I make a little graphic for each day's show. And so if you look at this picture on the far right, those are the Nazis in front of Disney World. Uh, in the middle, you see that's from uh, Charlottesville. And the, the, the photograph on the left, that was Nashville last weekend. And, and these Nazis are becoming more and more emboldened. So what this was about is um, this, this man, who hopefully will return in a moment, our guest, uh, Jordan Green, who's an investigative reporter for Raw Story, um, spent four months investigating this group. And they're a neo-Nazi group known as 2119. Now, um, I'm going to let him explain to you what 2119 is. It's not a year, although you think it might be. Back, I'll, I'll, I'll let uh, Jordan explain to you um, uh, why that's their name. Um, uh, but you know, it, it is some. It's just a screwy. Th- these people are weird. But what's the the weirdest part of it is that they're teenagers. Um, the main story, he actually wrote a, a series, there were two big stories. The first one, a, a, tw- a 6,500 word investigative piece based on a four month investigation. The article is called Inside the Neo-Nazi Hate Network, Grooming Children for a Race War. As if there's not enough tension here already, right? And it's about this organization known as 2119. It's led by teenagers, and they've launched a multi-state campaign of violence aimed at Jews, African-Americans, LGBTQ plus people, and, quote, leftists. Hey, that's us. Um, So that work made Jordan Green the target of this group. Their actions include death threats, doxing, visits to his house by these people, kids, I guess, dressed in skull masks, holding burning flares. So uh, Jordan wrote about that in his follow-up article titled, Hunted by Nazis, How Extremists Stalked Me While I Reported on Their Violence. Um, Needless to say, this piece sort of stopped me in my tracks because it, it, they're th- these 
these gatherings of Nazis um, is is almost commonplace now. Again, Disney World. Funny, Ron DeSantis didn't have a problem with the Nazis protesting outside of Disney World. Um, I, I don't recall him ever saying anything about him, uh, anything that uh, alluding to the fact that they shouldn't be there. No, because, you know, he had it in for Disney. So, uh, of course, Nazis protesting against Disney is okay with him. Nashville. What happened last week in Nashville? Well, this is now a regular thing. And so when I read this piece by Jordan Green at Ross Story, I thought I I need to talk to him. So I I emailed Jordan and um, he agreed to join us here today. So hi, Jordan. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to the show. Hi, Nicole. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for writing this and I guess risking your life and limb to bring us the story. Um, I think what's so disconcerting, well, so much is, so much is, but one of the things is that this group is led by kids. They're teenagers. Yeah. Now, uh, let's, let's, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, you were going to say something? No, 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 go ahead. Okay, so let's start with the background. How did you find out about this group 2119? Um, I I guess they used to be known as blood and the blood and soil crew. And then, yeah, so they they are still known as blood and soil crew. 2119 is kind of a numeric uh, code. Um, uh, Two is for B, blood, uh, one for A, and uh, 19 is for us soil. That is, of course, a, a Nazi slogan that equates uh, race with with land. It's a Nazi slogan so from the, the Third the, Reich. The numbers are uh, apply to the little letters in the alphabet. Uh, two is B for blood. One is A for and, and 19 is S for soil. I, uh, you know, I guess they're kids. They they can't they don't they don't have very complex <laughs> ways to come up with a name. Wow. And that's a, I mean, that's a common, common kind of gang uh, nomenclature is to use numeric codes. It's like, it means something, it's like an insider language. It means something to them and signifies to other rival neo-Nazi gangs Um, for outsiders who, who see it on spray painted on a wall. It may not mean really anything to us. Um, But yeah, I, I came upon um, this group last, uh, well, it was December of, 2022, um, folks may remember there was an attack on the uh, power grid in Moore County, North Carolina. Yes. Um, and there was, you know, a lot of it kind of excited chatter among neo-Nazis who are a part of a strain of the white supremacist movement called accelerationism. Um, you know, they're excited about attacks on the power grid in it's part of this idea of like, Bringing, bringing about a collapse of society. And um, I first saw one of the users on one of these channels mention he was part of uh, Blood and Soil Crew, a, a youth crew, he described it. Um, so that's how it was first put on my radar. And um, I've kind of followed a, a kind of cluster of these uh, Telegram profiles uh, since then and started putting together individuals with... Um, incidents of criminal vandalism that um, were cropping up across the country in the past year. Uh, and so, this, uh, and I'm sorry, this was like four years ago? No, I'm sorry. It was December of uh, 2022. So okay. it was more than one year ago. Okay. But um, 
So it's been a little bit, a little, okay, little so, while. So you've been tracking this group and investigating them. And you, you wrote a couple of stories that are at Raw Story that, that everybody should read because it's, it's bone chilling. I mean, people need to know what is going on. And look, we've, we've all read about the rising incidences of anti-Semitism attacks on synagogues and, you know, just just random Jewish people walking down the street. Um, but this group, um, you know, they're carrying the swastika flags. They are. Were they re- were they related to the group that was in Nashville last weekend? Um, or do we know part of the same part of the same broader network, not the same people. Um, they're all kind of in touch with each other. Um, there's like a bit of a, a rivalry and there are people who kind of flow back and forth from one group to another. Um, but uh, I'm glad that you pointed that out because there is a resurgence of activity by violent neo-Nazis and um, more uh, more openness about displaying um displaying the paraphernalia or the, the symbols, the swastika, um, calling themselves Nazis, doing the Nazi salute. That, the, those are things that in the past um, white supremacists would kind of try to veil or they would just call themselves nationalists, right. um, try to stay under the radar. But um, they are really emboldened uh, to be openly uh, violent neo-Nazis now. So that's a fairly new thing. So Jordan Green, uh, uh, an investigative journalist, you're based in Greensboro, North Carolina, and you, you cover right wing extremism for, for Roth story. Um, did mm-hmm. you, I mean, have you seen this rise of Nazism? I mean, uh, when I first heard, we just moved from Florida to Arizona. So I was very centered on the Florida stories and uh, Ron DeSantis, no friend to um, the civilized people in Florida. Uh, But I was kind of astounded that he had nothing to say when these Nazi groups started parading in front of the sign at Disney World. No criticism, yeah. no nothing. And I realized, you know, this is what Donald Trump brought in. He 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 opened the floodgates for people to expose their inner bigot, racist, Nazi uh, hater, you name it. Um, <laughs> you know, whatever that their worst uh, their worst parts of them to just bring it out. You know, let your freak fr- flag fly and show what a heinous human being you are. That's, I think, one of his gifts to this world. And I think your your point about Ron DeSantis is well taken because he um, uh, kind of pushed these attacks on uh, trans people and LGBT people, the Don't Say Gay bill, um, and then kind of attacking uh, Disney as a proxy for um, acceptance of LGBTQ plus people um, in Neo-Nazis who are very active in the state of Florida, they latched onto it and ex- exploited that, pushing the same message during these protests against uh, Disney. Um, of course, where the cognitive disconnect for DeSantis is, is he's a very staunch uh, supporter of Israel, and neo-Nazis um, want to destroy Israel. So, um, Well, but, but, then- but, but we have to realize the reason he and the evangelicals, the, the ultra-crazy right-wingers, are so supportive of Israel is because they think that, I, I'm Jewish, they think that we Israel needs to survive and we all need to go back to Israel so that they can be raptured. 
because they live in this in this weird world. So they think for the apocalypse to happen, Israel has to survive, and that's the reason they support Israel. No other reason. That's what I think. Right. Anyway. Yeah. No, I think you're right about that. I mean, but for um, Ron DeSantis. An association with uh, neo-Nazis is a liability, although I think he did um, uh, he did have a, a an intern who was a groiper, uh, part of a, the white nationalist group under Fuentes. Um, I, I could be slightly wrong about that, but he was exposed last summer and had to to quit anyway. Um, and we should say, we should point- also say that the Nazis don't only go after Jews. This group that you've been that you've honed in on, uh, it's Jews, it's blacks, it's gay people, trans. You know anybody who's not them. If you're not white and Christian, you're in their you're in their sights, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think um, you know this. This group, um, they their main thing is like anti-Semitic vandalism, um, but I, I do point out that they um, they show their admiration for mass shooters and um, more extreme kinds of violence. And we oftentimes, uh, when we look at these mass shootings, we oftentimes kind of get in my opinion, too hung up on the specific victim. But right. um, all, all of these groups, like you say, are the target of um, neo-Nazis, uh, the, um, you know, black parishioners in Charleston, South Carolina, um, Latinos, immigrants in, uh, in El Paso, Texas at Walmart and Jews in the synagogues in right. Pittsburgh and San Diego. Um, so it is all part of a, um, a worldview, a neo-Nazi effort to, um, destroy i mean to it sees jews as the main enemy they want to subjugate women they want to eliminate homosexuality they want to drive non-white people out of um in, off the land essentially how i mean how did they how did they amass followers and supporters with that kind of i guess there's a lot more horrible people around than than i wanted to believe well i mean partly by um lying about their ideology to people who might be somewhat adjacent and that they want to recruit. So I think, you know, exposing them for who they are is very important, but, um, you know, I would say they, they really thrive off of fear and their objective is to splinter, um, society so that a, um, kind of a rump, uh, minority of aggrieved white people can, take take power and take control. Wow. Now, um, Jordan, can you tell us about, the, there's a small group who are the core of this 2119 organization, and it is an organization. Tell us about them, what you discovered in this very long, in-depth investigative report. Well, what was surprising to me is like many of them had uh, run-ins with the FBI um, early in the development of um the 2119 group, even before they embarked on this spate of uh, anti-Semitic attacks in the summer of this past year. And um, I mean, one of them I know has said that he was um, arrested by the FBI for terroristic threatening, um, which is some kind of threat of mass mass violence um, and was detained in a juvenile facility and Alabama. Um, 
another similarly was interviewed by the FBI about some posts. Um, the post evidently had something to do with the firearm based on his social media and um, burning an LGBTQ flat, uh, pride flag and talking about going to some attend some events. Wow. Um, there, there's a handful of young people. They're now, uh, I guess they're not teenagers anymore. Maybe they're 20, 21. Who are the, the do, do we know the origins, the beginning of this group? Or were they just kids screwing around? I, I started to learn a little bit more about it from um, sources that were uh, involved in the early days. And what I've been told is that it was started by um, Waylon Fowler, this uh, young man who is facing charges for hate crimes in Florida. Um, and then he basically started a Discord channel, uh, a gaming platform where kids, very mainstream gaming platform where kids chat. And um, he started it during the summer of 2020 in reaction to the protests against um, police brutality and against in reaction to LGBTQ uh, plus pride and um, really uh, convene a group of teenagers from across the United States and really around the world. And um, I'm told that he kind of planted discriminatory ideas and then encouraged the kids to go out and and do graffiti and kind of externalize or express their hatred. So the bottom line is, okay, so it was kids. They were teenagers when they started this, this Waylon kid and a couple of others. And they are actively recruiting children, white mm-hmm. children, to join their band of, of merry uh, bigots and racists and Nazi and become Nazis. Um, you know, it's so not funny, haha, but strange. Uh, we were talking Disney and, and Ron DeSantis saying, oh, Disney's indoctrinating our kids into sex. And it, no, these people are indoctrinating our kids. Disney is sorry, wholesome, sweet family fun. And with a, an occasional nod and a wink to the parents so that they're not bored out of their minds when they're watching these movies with their kids over and over again. Um, the way they twist things is just horrific. But but they're targeting children. You know, they're doing this Here all over the place, right? And, and if I could add, just conscientiously using Roblox, a, a game that teenagers play for um, an imaginative game as a in to recruit children and um, skateboarding, trying to co-opt skateboarding, which is a culture that people of all races have developed and and trying to claim it as a, as a white uh, culture and then kind of normalizing white supremacy and hate to these lonely kids that they find um, through skate culture. And again, you got Donald Trump basically saying, it's okay. It's okay to let your inner racist shine. Um, it, he's given them permission to take off the white hood and and parade it proudly, which is is astounding. Um, so- yeah, and one of the points that that I think about is interesting is that during Trump's first run for president in 2015, 16, a lot of these kids were 12 and 13 years old. So this is what they've grown up with. Um, and, you know, in a sense, I think, you know, their cons- conservative parents are horrified by their neo-Nazi ideas, but 
Trump is kind of the baseline for them and right. uh, neo-Nazism is the next step. So you, you actually wrote another story about the parents. The headline is parents of 2119 Nazi teens haunted by fear and regret. Um, so in talking to them, uh, first of all, did you find any of the parents that were perhaps um, sending signals that, th- th- that this is the right path for their kids to follow or were they mostly all horrified no. by it? No, absolutely not. I mean, I spoke to one father and um, I could just tell that he was mortified by and, uh, you know, really just kind of bewildered that his son had fallen into this and looking for a way to extricate him. Um, Others have said, um, another has, you know, said to his fellow neo-Nazis that his parents don't approve of his activity. Wow. Um, I'm sorry? Another thing that I talked to was just um, very non-communicative, but he just seemed really weary. That's You know, we, so, uh, we, we did see just a couple of weeks ago the first time a parent was taken to trial. Um, uh, the, the mother of a mass shooter was found guilty of a manslaughter for her sons murdering these kids. And the kid's father goes on trial, I think, next month. Um, that's a good development, I think, because if your kid's a minor, sorry, parents, you need to monitor what they're doing. Uh, the internet is a wonderful tool. It's also really dangerous. I think it's what brought, you know, January 6th wouldn't have happened without the internet. And probably mm-hmm. 2119 wouldn't be more than a couple of kids sitting in a treehouse without the internet. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Um, I would equate the two. I mean, kids bringing guns to school, I can more see how you would hold the parents accountable for that. Whereas um, kids getting on the internet, I mean, I've talked to uh, an expert, Dana Kester, who studies media and online radicalization. And she was saying, you know, she really feels for the parents because the truth is that if your kids are online, they are exposed to white supremacy and anti-Semitism and every other toxic ideology. So um, I think it's really hard for parents to kind of figure out how to guide their children to be um, sophisticated users of the internet. So yeah, it's, it's almost an oxymoron because if you're a teenager, you're not sophisticated. You don't know these things. And believe me, I just raised one. She's, she'll be 25 in a couple of months. I'm so glad those years are over. Because having a kid in the internet age when they're online and you can't monitor everything they do, as much as I tried, you don't know what they're doing. And this is this is what happens. Yes. I mean, it's really vexing. I mean, we need to have a discussion about um, regulation of the Internet, which is beyond certainly beyond my area of expertise, but um, also just the psychology of teenagers and how they interact with this technology and I am trying to figure it out myself. I mean, I think oftentimes I recognize recognizing how much online I am myself as an adult, that it's almost like hypocritical to tell children not to be online, especially after we've raised them through a pandemic. Um, (laughs) And um, I, I mean, the angle that I, I always come back to is like that we need to just teach children to be skeptical of what they see on the internet and to develop their own 
a, a strong set of values that they are not going to be swayed by influencers who are incentivized um, by outrage and um, right. incentivized yeah, by saying the most outrageous thing they can to get clicks and views. Oh. And, and but that's how the, that's how a kid's mind operates. They're not sophisticated enough. They they haven't lived enough to know. And many of them just have nothing but to say. If your parent tells you something, you're going to do the opposite. So, it's a challenge. It's mm-hmm. it's a challenge. Now, you they found out that you were investigating their activities and they started targeting you. Yes, that's right. Um, they, um, there was a group of older Nazis that I've written about um, in the past, um, including Sean Kaufman, who kind of attached himself to a mayoral campaign in the Nashville area, um, and William Jarrett Smith, a former Army soldier who's who spent time in prison for um, distributing manuals on bomb making oh, um, in. So uh, they were, you know, unhappy about the reporting that I had done on them. And um, and they kind of linked up with the 2119 teenagers um, and um, kind of put the pressure on me to try to deter me from reporting on this and publishing our investigation. Now, they threatened you. They threatened your family. They came to your house. Yeah, they came to my house um, uh, a couple of weeks, about 10 days before we we published it. Um, six people, six men. Um, some of them were holding emergency traffic flares and holding them out in a Nazi salute. And one was holding a sign that was warning of a consequence for um, reporting on 2119. Oh, my. So how do you I mean, wh- how do you deal with something like that? What what? Did did it make you want to stop doing the story, or did it make you more determined to get it out there, or anything in between? I mean, that's not going to deter me from reporting. I mean, this is the bedrock um, uh, principle of democracy: is to report um, without fear or favor. And um, so, I will continue to do that. Um, I. They, you know, they, they certainly are going They certainly are using the same tactics against journalists that they use against um, other groups that they dislike. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yes, I'll, I'll continue to report on extremism and whatever currents un- unfold during this election year. Right. And once again, they've been given permission by Donald Trump to go after journalists because, you know, he in the best uh, fascist manner possible said, calls the, the media, the press, the enemy of the people. Well, that's mm-hmm. what they say in a dictatorship. That's what they say in an authoritarian regime. And that's what Donald Trump wants to be. I, you know, what I don't get is these people, you know, saying, yeah, it'd be really cool. It'd be great with a dictator. Are they just mm-hmm. going along with the crowd? I mean, I guess these people don't have much in, in terms of brain power or they wouldn't be Nazis. But uh, it's astounding that this is going on. And my point in wanting to talk to you today and amplify the story is to say not only is it happening, it's growing. These people are multiplying, aren't they? 
Yeah. Well, there's, there's, it is kind of cyclical, but what I um, see is that there is kind of, there is a cycle of violent neo-Nazi groups returning. They're more extreme than MAGA, than the kind of January 6th core. And I do think that um, there is unfortunately kind of a vacuum due to the, the federal prosecution of the January 6th um, and so violent neo-Nazis are kind of coming in to fill that, that vacuum. Um, so, so yes. In, in the wake of that, then let me ask you this. How is, you're in North Carolina. How has law enforcement reacted to the threats you're getting? Are they doing anything? Do they care? Um, I would just say that law enforcement is aware of it. I mean, I can't really, unfortunately, I can't really say that much about that. Um, but um, do you, to your do point. You, do you feel, though, that, you know, they're looking out for you at least? Or is, is you know, law enforcement these days, we saw some of the cops on January 6th siding with the the, the insurrectionists. That's why I, I, I don't, it's, we don't know just on the surface, you know, who's a good guy and who's a bad guy anymore, it seems. So do, right, you, do you feel right. safe? Um, yeah, I mean, the there there is kind of a division within law enforcement. So, um, yeah, I have no uh, I have no issue or complaints about law enforcement, but I'm just going to refrain from gotcha. saying anything more in, in this case. Um, ongoing investigation. Is it an ongoing? It's an ongoing investigation. You can't really comment on an ongoing investigation. Or whether there is an investigation or, or not. not. Um, I got you. Okay. Well, these are dangerous um, people we're talking about, so I guess you don't want to poke the bear. Um, I, I mean, I will continue to do the reporting. So that's, I mean, that is my role is just to report uh, the truth of my findings uh, as I normally would. So uh, nothing has changed. I mean, I did, I did want to say more, a little more about the history of the white power movement. Yeah. Um, and you know, I guess I do say, do think, you know, they have a cogent worldview. Um, and, and I guess the reason that I bring that up is it does make sense that they are trying to intimidate uh, journalists. They have carried out swatting attacks against um, a journalist who, um, unmasked a similar group about f- four years ago called Adam Waffen. Um, and part of the reason for trying to int- intimidate journalists is that in addition to um, attacking black people, attacking Jews, LGBTQ people, immigrants, Muslims, um, Nazis want to attack the um civil society. They want to create a, a collapse of civil society. So targeting, um, you know, politicians and uh, people in the media, um, people in the academics, people in the elite intelligentsia. I mean, that's like part of their, their grand strategy to kind of cause a collapse of society where an authoritarian can emerge and they can build white ethno states and, so in that sense, their efforts to intimidate journalists kind of make a, some kind of sense. 
it, it, yeah, it, it makes sense in their warped worldview. Um, but to, to those of us who are trying to lead a, a boring, regular life, it's terrifying. And that mm -hmm. this is just, you can, you know, Nashville, they're just blatant. They're just brazenly marching through the streets, carrying swastika flags and basically say, daring anyone to do anything about it. It's, um, you know, in my lifetime, I've never seen it this in your face before and and that it is seemingly more and more uh, omnipotent that it's everywhere in this election year where Donald Trump and his people have said a, a guy at CPAC this weekend, which where, by the way, there were Nazis. There were Nazis there. And, and CPAC yeah, is yeah. going, oh, no, there weren't. And, CB, and NBC cameraman said, oh, yes, there were. Here's video. Um, and they just looked the other way. It, it, so it's at a time when they're saying openly, we're here to overturn democracy. It's mm -hmm. it's frightening. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I interview a lot of people and I have some who are very much into, you know, uh, covering everything that's going on. And and, uh, you know, one of them said there's there's not a non zero chance. There will be a lot of political violence this year. Um, yeah. So we're sort of expecting that. And and you even alluded to a race war. They want to trigger a race mm -hmm. war. And that's been the objective since at least the early 80s. Like, I highly recommend a book by Kathleen Ballou called Bring the War Home about how in the post-Vietnam era and after the civil rights movement, um, white supremacists converted from, instead of seeing themselves as kind of vigilantes who are extending the racism of the state, they saw themselves as overthrowing the state. The state is the enemy. And they started using this language about um, Zog's Zionist occupied government, which, um, you know, they, they honestly believe it's a rhetorical talking point, but they honest, they do believe that they need to overthrow the government. And one way to do that is to pit different groups against each other to, um, to, create a collapse of trust in democracy. So uh, that's, that's been their goal all along. And uh, you should, people should really take them at their word on that. It's not just kind of like hyperbole that's meant no. to shock. Right. So it, it, people be aware because it's not, uh, it's not as safe as it used to be. I'm getting older, you know, or, or we all, but you know, God, I look back on things when I was a kid, we could go outside and play. And when it got dark out, you knew you had to go home for dinner. Um, it's not like that anymore because look, they're targeting kids. They want them young so they can indoctrinate them. I, I, I talk about opposite world, but the, and they, mm -hmm. they claim that Disney's indoctrinating our kids. No, they are. And they're indoctrinating them to hate others, the other. Uh, and uh, we're living in some dangerous times, I think. And I really say that to build uh, as a counterpoint to that, I mean, to build up resiliency against that kind of fracturing and um, spread of hate is just building um, ties with, our, our neighbors having face-to-face -face conversations <laughs> with our neighbors, um, you know, even across differences, but right. we're all kind of uh, the big messy coalition of humanity. We're all in this together to try to preserve democracy. And that 
means working uh, across lines of belief and yeah. political belief to uh, make this society work for, for all of us. Well, uh, it's, a, it's a great aspiration and we don't seem to be on that track right now, but maybe we need to, to think about, you know, moderating our anger. <laughs> it's not just us. I mean, uh, anyway, Jordan Green, thank you. Thank you for writing these stories. And thank you to Raw Story for giving you the freedom to do it. Um, you know, I, I always looked at Raw Story as sort of just a, a news aggregation site where I can find clips all in one place. But seeing that you did this, a long, in-depth investigation, and this is some meaty stuff, uh, I'm really glad to hear it. So congratulations on that. And, and thank the people who run Raw Story for uh, for for doing that. I will. Thank you. Yeah, we're really building up the our investigative team at Raw Story. So I appreciate the acknowledge, the uh, the acknowledgement and thank you for having me on your show. Thank you so much. I'm going to link to your articles from my blog today where I post the show. It'll be at NicoleSandler.com slash 2-27-24. I always post it by the date so people can find the show. And uh, I'm not behind a paywall. So, you know, I... I uh, survive on people's generosity if they support the show. Hopefully, they'll they'll chip in. Um, and so, um, yeah. So I will link to those, and and hopefully, people will read them and share them because it's important work. So oh, thank, thank you so much. All right, thanks, Jordan. It was nice to meet you. I appreciate it. Bye. Okay. Have a great evening. You Bye. too. All right. So, um, yeah. It. You know what? It's hard. It's difficult reading, but it's important. So I hope you'll click on the links or just go to Raw Story and search for Jordan Green if you don't want to wait for my uh, links to go live. You know, I usually start the show with some kind of a, a, a silly, fun parody song or something. And um, people who've been listening for a while, watching for a while, um, know this. And one group um, that I, that I, dis I discovered I didn't discover them. I, I stumbled onto them on on YouTube um, uh, back in uh, during the during COVID. Is um, a family over in the UK, the Marsh family, and this this segues nicely from what we're talking about with with uh, Jordan. So bear with me for one second. These kids, when they started doing, they're a very musical family. When they started doing these songs, the little ones were were little. Um, Tess, the little girl, I couldn't have been more than maybe five. Well, we've watched them grow up over the last few years. So I'm going to play their latest song for you um, that it, mo many of their songs are very funny. Um, they did uh, they, they went on television for the first time over in the UK where that where they live for Red Nose Day, which comic relief. It's their version of comic relief doing one of their funny songs. But now they've they branched out. First of all, they all play instruments and they all sing beautifully. And as the kids get older, they get more and more talented. Hate them. No, I love them. But anyway, so they've also started writing original songs. And um, while they poke fun at politics, both here and across the pond, occasionally they tackle a serious subject. And that's why I didn't start with this one today, but I wanted to end with it. Um, this is the Marsh family. Find, look for Marsh family songs on YouTube or wherever you get your social media, whatever. And this one is called Sit for the Road, a song honoring the late Alexei Navalny, the Marsh family.
out. See you tomorrow.